0: Chicago 15, slot right, single receiver, Hester to the left, press coverage, snap, Tahini throws it over the middle, intercepted, intercepted, intercepted Wisconsin Sports Trilogy presents the Packers Trilogy Podcast. Hey, oh Packer fans, what's going on? Welcome to the Packers Trilogy Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for diehard Packer fans, by diehard Packer fans. I am your host, Trevor. You can find me on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor. And today I am joined as always with my good buddy Tyler, aka T Plush. You can find Tyler on Twitter at Tyler Kurth. You can find Tyler's writing at Reviewing the Brew and my own writing at Dairyland Express. Once I get back to doing that, I've been slacking a little bit recently. Um, as always, make sure you're checking out our podcast on Twitter at Trilogy underscore pod. Um, one thing that I want to mention, first and foremost, uh, Tyler and I had some technical difficulties. We recorded this podcast at 9.14. 45 in the morning about Uh, that's when we started and come to find out the first five minutes were the only part that was recorded. Um, So now we are re-recording about the start of the chiefs game. So we don't know the outcome of saints Buccaneers yet. Um, But by the time you listen to this, you'll know who the Packers are facing. We just do not know that at the time of recording one other note, I did say, I think in our preview to this game, podcast about me getting draft stuff out and I am ready to I just feel really weird about putting draft stuff out like right before a game or right after a game so when the Packers make the Super Bowl that off week I plan to have one out because then I feel like yeah Super Bowl is coming up um if if I still feel kind of weird about it it might be you know after the lombardi trophies back in green bay then we might have my first draft one but it is coming out it's just i felt really weird about putting one out right before this game and i feel weird putting one out right after so it'll come i just kind of feel a little weird i am ready for it i'm excited um i did a couple mock drafts a couple days ago on friday i was kind of excited about it one of them i had a trade not the packers trade Uh, But in the first round, I had the San Francisco 49ers moving up for Trey Lance. It's it's fun. It's fun. So make sure you guys pay attention to that. I'm going to be doing, um, like, individual, like, prospects Packer fans should be looking at, you know, getting to know them a little more, and then also uh, mock drafts for the whole first round. Tyler, how are you doing before we jump into this game against the Rams?
1: Well, I am excited to uh, hear who you think the Packers will be taking at 32nd this year, because that's where we'll be drafting. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> but I, I'm doing good. It, You know, it's, it's five hours since we last recorded this Packers podcast, and earlier we were on Coffee and Rockstar, and now I'm on to Powerade and a little bit more lively. So no excuses this time if we sound like we're half asleep and still hungover.
0: It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I got... Um... Pretty close to Powerade. It's it's this mix that I've been buying that's, it's sugar-free, but has some like healthy energy stuff in it. So yeah, I think we're on the same level kind of looks the same. It's like a clearish purple. Um, But yeah, we're back. We're we're recording a second time. And like Tyler mentioned before we even started um, this recording, it'll probably be a little more efficient for lack of a better term, because I tend to ramble um, like I did in the beginning. I didn't do that in the first recording, but um, <laughs> I mean, we're here, we're back. Let's get into this game. Um, we'll do our drive-by-drive recap to start, and then we'll go into talking about specific players, position groups, what have you from there. So the game starts out, defense holds right away on a three and outs. The Rams just get four yards Then the Packers get the ball, go 12 plays and a field goal, 63 yards on there. Um, Then the Rams tie it back up. Packers score or get in the end zone for a touchdown, and it is 10 to 3. That touchdown was the Devontae Adams one yard touchdown against Jalen Ramsey. Rams punt on a three and out. Packers score a touchdown. It is 16 to 3. There is your Aaron Rodgers touchdown and the Packers didn't get their two point conversion Um, was supposed to be (laughs) a extra point attempt, but it was a terrible snap. Um, And they had to improvise Tyler and I felt like they probably could have kicked that anyways, but they had to improvise. They didn't get it. So it's 16 to three Rams score a touchdown near the end of the half, 16 to 10. Then the Packers do get a field goal. With 29 seconds left, um, they get the ball and they go down and score. 21 plays to Devontae on the first play of that drive, then 33 to Tunyon, um, and then two dropped interceptions in the end zone. And on third down, the Packers kick a field goal um, to end the half. So 19 to 10, Packers come out in the second half with the ball. March right down the throats, um, courtesy of a 60-yard touchdown run, or not touchdown run, 60-yard run from Aaron Jones on the first play of that drive to make it 25-10. to And Rams punt, Packers punt, then a touchdown drive for the Rams, and Packers get the ball back and punt. Then the defense forces a punt for the Rams. Packers get a touchdown. Um... Then that is the big throw to Alan Lazard. And then the Rams turn it over on downs, courtesy of a sack from Rashawn Gary on fourth and 13. Um, In that drive of note, there was also that minus three yards trying to do a screen to uh, Jair Alexander's side, which never works. Um, And then the Packers were able to just run out the clock. It ends 32 to 18 Packers advance to the NFC championship that will be played at Lambeau. Like I said, at the beginning of the video, we as we're recording this do not know who that will be, Um, but we will find out later today. And like I said, you guys already know who that is, but we're, we're looking forward to the NFC championship, but before we, can talk about that, Tyler. We have to talk about this performance from this Packers team going in after a bye, which my dad said, eh, we don't need a bye. Yes. Yes, we did. It was great. We were healthy and that allowed us to kind of cruise to a victory. It got a little close there in the third, fourth quarter ish, but Packers end up cruising 32, 18. What is your first thoughts takeaway from this football game?
1: Yeah, my bird's eye view look at it as it was just a great overall team win. I mean, 475 plus total yards on offense, 175 plus coming on the ground, zero sacks allowed, zero turnovers. That's the first time that stat line has been achieved in playoff history. So obviously that go, you have to take that into account. You mentioned it did get a little close and it certainly did. I mean, The Rams had some chances, like you think, towards the end of the second quarter. Rodgers could have been picked off twice. Um, There was the A.J. Dillon fumble. That could have been momentum swinging. Thankfully, Rodgers was able to, to pounce right back on it. Um, but the Packers also left a little bit out there as well, too. I mean, you think about that terrible throw from Rodgers to MBS where he overthrew him by <laughs> what seemed like a mile. Um, the Lazard drop, which was, which was a perfect placement, I think, by Rodgers. Um, and then just kind of throughout the rest of the game, like Rodgers wasn't pinpoint accurate, but he he certainly was getting the ball to the spots where it needed to be, but it wasn't quite to the level that we're used to seeing with him so the packers left some opportunities out there as well but like the biggest credit for me and like the mvps of this game has to go to the offensive line because they didn't give up a single sack against this really really good pass rush los angeles rams defense i mean aaron donald got frustrated by elton jenkins early on (laughs) Uh, he grabbed jenkins by the face mask and drew that 15 yard penalty and Rick Wagner on the right side didn't allow anything. I mean, you didn't even hear Leonard Floyd's name all game. Uh, Billy Turner at left tackle filling in for Bach just did fantastic. I mean, last year, everyone thought he was a liability. Now this series, you know, stepping up and doing a good job replacing or trying his best to replace the best left tackle in the game. So the offensive line is like, there's my, they're my MVP of this game.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I think Alan Lazard catches that one drop of his, and he might be getting MVP honors, um, you know, because he'd probably been, you know, two touchdowns in, and what, five receptions for 130, 140, 150, something like that. Um, I can't remember how far that would have actually been, but that was a big play. But I agree with you. With that drop, I think it has to go to the offensive line. They they were impressive. You mentioned, you know, you can't fill in for David Bakhtiari because you can't just replace the best tackle in football, the highest paid. Like, you just can't replace that guy. Um, but Billy Turner tried his damnedest because he had a good game. I think the offensive line overall had a good game. I thought Elton Jenkins was incredible in this game um and i know aaron donald was not a hundred percent it was clear he wanted everyone to think he was a hundred percent but i really truly don't think he was a hundred percent in this game and that allowed that interior of the offensive line to handle him and basically the interior handled that pass rush pretty good and then You have the capability then to help chip on the outside Um, if you feel like guys like Rick Wagner or Billy Turner need some help in certain situations. The fact that that interior was so good makes it a lot easier. There was time where they got pressure on Aaron Rodgers, but it was not very often in this game. Um, And the one time that Aaron Donald actually affected Aaron Rodgers was... The one play, I believe it was the throw to Tunyon, um, at the end of the half, where he got 33 yards. um, Aaron Donald made Aaron Rodgers move out of the pocket, kind of start scrambling. And I think he got a handful of Jersey of Rodgers, just not in time. And Rodgers completes it down the field for 33 yards, like I said. Um, But outside of that, Aaron Donald was held in check. Again, I think in large part due to that injury, that is not an easy thing to play through. I talked about it on the preview podcast that he's downplaying it, but it's not going to be easy to play through, Um, and that kind of proved it there because he showed to be human in that game. And, you know, that's okay. I mean, he's still a great player. He was injured. Um, So a little bit lucky there, I think, for – The Packers, but they go out and really dominate this game. Like I said, I got close a little bit late in the third, early in the fourth, but it never really felt like it was out of reach. Um, And I know Tyler and I, after the two straight punts and it was 18 to 25, we're like, okay, they go down and score here. We're fine. Otherwise, it's time to be concerned if it's three straight punts. What do the Packers do? Five plays, 73 yards, touchdown. That, again, was that 58-yard bomb to Alan Lazard, who I'm proud of him for staying on his feet when he was running into the end zone with no one in front of him.
1: (laughs) Hey, that's hard. easier said than done. The snow monsters (laughs) will get anyone at Lambeau, okay? (laughs) Those white lines, they have snow on them, okay? (laughs) Um, But, yeah, that play was like the epitome of that's what play action does because it opens everything up. And they mentioned on the broadcast, like Lazard does a little bit of everything. I mean, I'm pretty sure even on that play, he faked like he was going to block and then poof, there he goes, he's gone. Um, and by that time, the safety had already crept up and, you know, it was an easy pass and completion for Lazard and Rogers. But the ability for the Packers to run the ball in this game really set that play up well, because you take a look at our, three running backs who all carried the ball i mean there's 32 rushes between the three of them 191 yards jones has 99 yards himself uh jamal williams has 65 and then aj dylan has 27 so they did it a lot in a way they ran against like the, the Rams always don't have as many linebackers kind of stacking the boxes what other teams do because they rely on Aaron Donald to make plays. Um, but like we talked about with how good our offensive line was playing, um, the Packers kind of exploited this weakness and they ran the ball a ton. And that's really what helped them keep moving throughout the game. I mean, we were excellent on third downs in this game. And it's because we're getting into third and manageable and, and, I was just impressed with the way Matt LaFleur handled this game. It's easy to kind of like get away from the things that make you successful in a higher pressure playoff game, but the Packers did not do that. And it was a beautiful play call overall by LaFleur.
0: Yeah, I I thought the plan was good. And Matt LaFleur has been good all year. Truly, (laughs) like outside of one game. And that one game being um, the Bucks, there's been, you know, a quarter or halves where it hasn't been great. But overall, this offense has been phenomenal and a huge credit goes to Matt LaFleur, but also a huge credit to these players. We talked about Aaron Rodgers having not a good game. And I actually saw something on Twitter earlier today and it kind of it makes sense. So they said that this might have been. Aaron Rodgers' worst playoff performance and the Packers pretty easily handle the best defense in football. And I mentioned something like this to you, Tyler, when we first recorded that if if that's if Aaron Rodgers is putting out one of his worst performances in play in his playoff history, like and they still put up 30 points and win by double digits how how do other teams plan how how can they go about stopping this offense because let's say Aaron Rodgers goes into run the table Aaron Rodgers over the next two games no one's going to come close to this team like if Aaron Rodgers is somewhere in between where he was today and run the table it's still going to be very very tough for this team to lose because that's how good these weapons are Aaron Jones takes a seemingly 5 to 10-yard gain for 60. Um, Al Mazard has the 58-yarder. You know, there wasn't any other ginormous plays, but EQ had a 27-yarder. Aaron Jones in the receiving game had 14 yards. Robert Tunyon, 33 is a long. Um, Devontae had a long of 21. And it it's just like, one, you don't know who's going to step up. And two, if, if these guys are playing like this and we see a little bit better version of Aaron Rodgers, a little bit more accurate, that this team's going to be very, very tough to beat. And they just eliminated the best defense in the postseason, So I don't see why they're not scoring 35 plus the rest of the way out, which unless you're, and I guess there is good offenses left, but consistency-wise, I would only expect the Chiefs and the Bills to keep up with that. And if you don't know, that means the only team that can beat them, in my opinion, right now, is going to happen in the Super Bowl, if it does happen. Not saying if they get to the Super Bowl, they're going to lose, because I don't think that. But those are the teams I can see scoring with the Packers. And that is going to, one, that's going to be awesome. Uh, to have them in the Super Bowl against either of those two teams. The Bills, I hope it's the Bills, because those Bills Mafia, I'm sorry. You've had to live through this. It's like the Browns. Like, yeah, you do you. I I hope you get there. But if you're going to play against the Packers, one, I hope you lose in that situation. But two, that is going to be an absolutely phenomenal game. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, But the way this offense is playing – I just don't know what team is going to be able to outscore them. And that's phenomenal, especially, like I said, Aaron Rodgers did not have his best game today or on Saturday, Um, did not have his best game by far. And they still go out and do this against the best defense in football. Absolutely incredible what they're doing.
1: Yeah, it is because like the only thing that really stops the Packers offense is either A themselves or B dumb luck. <laughs> like that's all that that that'll stop this offense the remainder of the season because the play call is just so good, execution is is phenomenal and like. You talked about a little bit like Rodgers didn't have his best game. Well, then people look at the box going, well, Devontae didn't have his best game either. Either Nine catches, 66 yards. But it certainly wasn't Ramsey, I'll tell you that much. Um, it was more of, I think, Adams got double teamed in this game with the zone defense that the Rams like to play. And obviously, Adams still uh, got the touchdown against Ramsey for the first score of the game, which which was funny because Ramsey ran into his own guy and he was pissed. And I enjoyed <laughs> Every second of it. So, um, but like contribution wise, like Lazard, Tunyon, MBS, they came up huge this game, 12 catches between the three of them, 189 yards, and then the touchdown by Lazard. So um, when, when not teams start to kind of double team Adams and, you know, we're going to call control him a little bit more. Um, You need these other guys to step up and they did a good job of that against the Rams. And there's no reason why they won't continue to keep doing that. If teams start putting more of an emphasis on controlling Adams.
0: I mean, as long as guys are catching the football and Alan Lazard hasn't dropped a lot, but his drop in this one was big, like we've talked about. Um, But if guys are catching the football, it almost doesn't matter. Matt LaFleur in this scheme is truly incredible. And that's absolutely a big reason why this offense is so good. Um, But if you don't double cover Devante, he is going to wreck your world. And it could be that he's the only one over 40 yards and you feel like you did a good job of stopping the rest of the offense, but Devante can single-handedly take over a game and win you a football game. So to me, you double cover Devante and you as a defense, you kind of have to hope that the inconsistencies from the others are enough that it's going to ruin the, ruin this Packers offense's game. But I don't see it because Alan Lazard has been more than consistent over the course of his career in green Bay. Same with Tunyon. Um, You know, those two are going to do the job. Aaron Jones is going to do the job. If you're Double bracket covering Devontae all the time. That's going to leave some empty er, or not empty boxes, light boxes. And that's going to let Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, AJ Dillon go to work. You know, you add in some of those wrinkles that Tyler and I love of those two back sets with Aaron Jones going out on the motion. Handing it off to AJ Dillon or throwing the swing screen or, you know, have something else come off of that even. You know, I think they did that the early last year in the first week against the Vikings. They did the swing screen the first time and the second time they did a screen the other way to Jamal Williams. um, And that actually scored a touchdown. I get it. It was like week one or two in 2019. Like there's a lot of stuff that they can play off of that. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see that this postseason. And that might be something they were setting up for in this in this game was with running that set so often with AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. But I think everyone is talented enough to do it. You know, AJ Dillon doesn't put the ball on the ground. I would say he had a really good game. Um, He didn't get a lot of touches, but he had a really good game outside of that one fumble. Jamal Williams, consistency, consistency, consistency with this guy. (laughs) It's just, it's, when it's there, he's going to get whatever is given to him by the offensive line, plus probably two or three yards every time. Um, That's just who Jamal Williams is. He's not going to be able to break the 60 yarder. He might've gotten, you know, 15 to 20 on that. Um, But he's not getting 60 like Aaron Jones. And I just love the three headed monster. That is this backfield. Then you add in Alan Lazard blocking downfield You know, you add in the potency that is Devontae Adams. You know, if Aaron Aaron Rodgers is on, I just don't see how teams beat this offense. and, And that's really exciting. And I just hope we also get some, I know a lot of Packer fans won't want to hear it, but I'm ready for another MVS game. You know, just two touchdowns of 60 plus just to take the air out of whatever life is left in, next week's opponent that would be awesome um moving ahead defensively i thought the packers played pretty well um i saw something this morning that people were calling for mike pettin's job again which i'm confused about like i thought you know i don't know if it's the completion percentage for jared goff that they felt like he just kind of wrecked us that way but i really don't like Mike Pettin had a plan and his plan worked and it was to make Jared Goff beat them. And they knew if the Packers jumped up, which they were probably assuming was going to happen. If they got a lead that they were going to go away from the run game, which Cam Akers got less than 20 carries, which is a good thing if, if you're the Packers defense and then Jared Goff, although his completion percentage is good. 21 of 27 6.4 yards an attempt is not good, and you're going to live with that every time. 27 attempts for 174 yards, and then if you factor in the sacks, it's 27 attempts for 148 net yards in the pass game. That's damn good, and that's something that I thought the defense played well. Um, I understood what he was doing. Josh Reynolds hurt us a little bit I think, you know, three receptions 65 yards so over a 20 yard average. Outside of that there was no one that hurt us in the past game. I think Van Jefferson had a good game, Robert Woods had a good game, but they weren't incredible. 6 yards in a t- or 6 yards a catch for Robert Woods. Van Jefferson had 7.7. 7. You'll deal with that. And this team did a good job in with this Rams offense, I know it's not a good offense, but 18 points, you will take that every time. I thought the defense played well overall. Tyler and I talked about this when we recorded this before. This pressure unit, Rashawn Gary, Kenny Clark, Zadarius Smith. Um, I think you can throw Preston Smith in there just because he did affect plays in the past game, albeit not getting to the quarterback consistently enough, I don't think, but... You know, a sack and a half from Rashawn Gary and Kenny Clark each. And then Zadarius had one. Um, like I said, Preston had those two pass defense. Um, I know Tyler had his uh, pressure stats up when we recorded this before. But Rashawn Gary had seven pressures in this game. And he just felt like he was good. Um, he had his best pass rush game per PFF in this one um so i mean it was just a good performance especially up front i thought those guys did a great job
1: yeah and i think that's really kind of what made goff kind of go with this game plan of it was like short completion to a hit trout or out route like every time and yeah sure those are easy to complete but (laughs) it's not moving the needle by any means um, and when you're getting pressure as much as the Packers were in this game, they doesn't have time to sit back and work the middle of the field or, or throw long completions because their longest rece- reception of the game was 28 yards. So um, I think it was a really good job by this Packers defense. And you, you mentioned my pressure stats. I mean, 48% of the time, Goff was pressured in this game. That was a season high for the Packers. You mentioned Gary had seven pressures. Well, so did Zadarius. Kenny Clark had four. Dean Lowry had three. Preston had three. So everyone was getting in on the action and really just making Goff feel, you know, uncomfortable despite his completion percentage. So um, I'm not looking too much into it. I I don't know why fans would be calling for Petten's job because this was a fantastic game and the defense continues to rise. pressure-wise, like we said, we're getting up there. You held uh, Cam Akers to under 100 yards. Granted, they kind of had to get away from the run, but I know everyone was scared about him going in. So this was a fantastic game by our defense, and I I love it. They have, over the past, what, six to eight weeks now, they're got to be in the top 10, I would bet, around the entire NFL.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I just think <laughs> I just think this is going to be a tough team to beat overall. Defense is coming along. We know what we have in the offense, and that's going to make it tough to beat. There's one weak link, and that's the special teams. <laughs> and I, outside of that botched PAT, there wasn't a ton to be concerned about. I don't think with them. Um, you know, actually, Tavon Austin had two returns for 17 yards and punt returns for an eight and a half yard average. Um, Malik Taylor's average was about 21 and a half, nothing good there by any means, but nothing that's going to move the needle in a negative way, which I do think is important. I would like to see a little bit better uh, from JK Scott's in terms of his punting, but At this point, we know what his punting is. It's good in good weather. It's bad in bad weather. That's just how it's been throughout his career. Overall, I like what we're seeing from this team as a whole. And if they continue to play like this, like I said, I'm not sure there's a team that can beat them while they're playing this well because they do have the talent. And it's exciting Get excited. Enjoy this ride. This is a special team. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch, and I I am super excited to see what they're going to be able to do.
1: Yeah, gosh, me too. And next, we are in for a treat, whoever we play next week. It's going to be be a great game. Obviously, a trip to the Super Bowl on the line. I mean, this is, this is what you want going into the season. You want a chance at it everyone's healthy here, you know, minus Bakhtiari, obviously, but not much we can do about that. And it's going through Lambo, So it does not get any better than this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch it. Um, I definitely think that there is some added greatness for these players. Um, I just looked at, I'm on Twitter and, Alan Lazard quote tweeted um, a question that he was asked in post game and he said, we need that juice and they really enjoyed having the fans back. And I just think that running through Lambeau, even with limited fans is going to be incredible. Um, I thought I heard someone say the early report for next Sunday is twenties and snow. So that's going to be a lot of fun and it, and fun for the Packers, but I don't think it's gonna be fun for either of the 40 year old quarterback that could be coming to Lambeau next week. So I definitely am very, very excited. I hope you guys are as well. Enjoy victory Sunday, victory Monday. Enjoy the time, get ready for an exciting game next Sunday. And then we have two weeks of nerves, diarrhea, nervous puking. Anything that comes along with that uh, before a Super Bowl run, because that's what I think of this team. They went out and proved it against a tough defense. All you heard all week was number one Rams defense, number one Rams defense. And this Packers team goes up and puts a 30-burger on them and makes it look almost easy. Just two punts in the game. Incredible, incredible stuff from this Packers team overall and this Packers offense in particular. But we will be back on Thursday to preview whatever matchup is going to be for the NFC championship game. And I'm just going to put my way earlier prediction out there. Packers win 42 to 24. It's going to be a route and it's going to be a lot of fun going from Lambeau down to Tampa. And destroying whoever comes out of the AFC in the Super Bowl. I'm ready for it. Let's go. Go, Pack Go. Win it for Bach.